Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Ready for takeoff. This is the time. It's now or never. When did not having a plan become a plan? Insanity seems to be the driving force. Ignorance is not a tactic. And good evening, everyone. This is Rob Collins with It's All About the People. We're here for another show. We have some very special guests. Um, some you've already heard from, but uh, I want to introduce, uh, introduce last um, before we go on. So Bernard B.K. Kelly, hey, hey. who was here for the last show. Welcome back, sir. I appreciate thank you, you sir. coming Thank back. you for having me. All thank right. you. Thank you. And we have Nezzy Nez. Hey. Hey, that's all. Hey, that's all we get. What you're not going to do. Okay, all right. Yeah, look for that in the future, everybody. Okay. And lastly, but um, certainly right. not least, I want to introduce someone who is um, very, very well locally known, very well nationally known, comedian, BLT. Welcome to the yeah. studio. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you all. Yeah. And, and, and just so you all know, internationally known. Uh -oh, internationally okay. yes. known. All right. I I've toured in Germany, Guam. Halsted. Yes. <laughs> God has saw fit to get me from the hood and take me around the world. Hallelujah. Truly yes. a blessing. Yes. And gave me a passport. Yeah. <laughs> it has not been revoked yet. So. Not yet. Right. Not yet. Paris, Mississippi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to welcome everybody to the show. Um, we're going to touch on another topic. Last time we touched on a, a pretty serious topic. Um, and um, these are things that truly affect our community. Um, but I, this next topic that I want to bring up, um, it, it affects our community, but it also affects other communities in a different way. And a little bit later on, I'll kind of explain what I mean by that. Um, guns in schools. Mm. Okay. And I don't, I don't mean just when kids bring guns to school, but what do you think about the idea of um, a school district saying that uh, teachers should be armed? Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of different thoughts on that. I know I have my feelings on it, but I kind of want to get um, your feelings on that. What do you think about that, BK? Oh, it's easy. Guns has no, have no place in schools. Teachers are trained to teach. Mm -hmm. They should be armed with teaching skills. Mm -hmm. There are supplies that they need to teach their children, not a nine millimeter or 45 in the desk drawer, or AK or AR-15 in the coat room. Uh, that profession is very sacred and underpaid. They should be protected. They are protected employees. Firearms should be left to those who have been trained mm -hmm. in that field. Mm -hmm. uh, just to step out of that scope a little bit, I believe, my personal opinion, the only people that need firearms are law enforcement mm -hmm. and military. Okay. That right to bear arms, I get all of that. The Second Amendment, I get all of that. But at the time it was written, it was for you to protect your home, your dwelling. I don't believe in concealed carry. I don't believe that a person needs a firearm on their hip when they're going through the produce section at, at the, the local store. I really believe you have the right to protect your property at home. Mm -hmm. I believe also that's the problem why firearm violence is, has escalated. Um, 
if since the, the laws are what they are, I think everyone who carries a firearm should be mandated to carry insurance of no less than $1 million per person. Okay. We're kind of getting a little off the okay, subject I'll, a little I'll, bit. But we're yeah. going to come back to that, though. Yeah, that was deep. Yeah, I want to add. We're going to come back deep. to that, though, because there's some, there's some spe- uh, specific points in there that I do really want to touch on. You know, there's some school of thoughts of mm-hmm. the society should not <coughs> be armed and society should be armed. I mean, Nez, what are your thoughts on the schools I don't think, having um, guns in them? I don't think a teacher should have a weapon on them. Mm-hmm. I guess my biggest fear is it's the kids. Kids are very, very intuitive. You never know what kid is watching you when you come in the classroom where you may have that gun and suddenly a child gets to the gun. I just think it's just it's too much that can happen with teachers having weapons on them. Mm-hmm. I just think it should be left um, up to the police, people who are trained, people who are well-trained, and not teachers, in my humble opinion. Okay, you all know, right. You know. hey, how about it, BLT, what you got? Uh, I agree. I do. I agree. It should not have teachers with guns, but maybe a Rockwell or a pit bull that's trained to attack mm. when a child gets loud, then I think that would help the classroom a lot better mm-hmm. because the dog Send would get example. there faster than a security <laughs> guard or anything else. And we could afford to lose a couple of dogs if we needed to <laughs> versus people. All right. I know animal rights are going to come at me at everything. Uh, that man, it, it, the Peter bottom people, line. If you're, not, if you're right, listening. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on, on honesty, yes, I yeah. do not agree with teachers having armed. And I don't. I really don't feel like guns should be in the school where kids understand that guns are in there. Like they're talking about now having uh, assault rifles in there for security officers and this, that, and other. Yeah. We all it's were crazy. kids at one time, and we all knew a way to get into something. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like you said, with some kids get into that, now you got some more guns on the street. Yeah. Or possibly a teacher hurt, you know, because they'll overpower the teacher because she's mm-hmm. scared to shoot because that's one of the children, and she feels sympathy for them, but they have none for her. And next thing you know, a teacher is shot. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in, in, in guns being in the schools. And I think overwhelmingly teachers do not want to even go down that road. But right, but, right but, but it, it's brought up as a stopgap of stopping school shootings and whatnot. You know, school shootings, I think they're going to continue to happen. I mean, oh, something yeah. very drastic has to happen in order for that to stop. But in today's times, today's laws, and today's mindsets, it is going to continue to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't believe in, that teachers should have guns either. I, I don't think it can get any more drastic, though. I mean, if you look at all of the, with the Caliban shooting and the different shootings that, that has taken place in different areas, if it gets any worse, then you know what? God help us. Because it's bad now. It, I, it's kind of scary. Well, yeah. can we look at who's doing the shooting? I right. mean, it's, 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 it's a Caucasian. Yes. It's a Caucasian male. Yes. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's the only person that's going to do it. But, but typically, AR-15s and, and assault-style weapons is just not something that's uh, a common weapon for our black youth. Oh, oh no, no, no. I beg to differ. Well, Hold on a second. I was going to say. I'm not saying nah, we're talking about. You're yeah. talking about legally, but on the street. Oh, we ain't talking about. We're talking about legally. Yeah, there's, there's AK-47 rounds. Oh, yeah. but, AR but, rounds but being when, fired when, everywhere. When, but when, when, when Junior 
if he gets that type of weapon, he's not interested in going back into <laughs> he don't a be public that. school no. to shoot up no. uh, the masses. Right. And, and typically the profile for the, the school shooter is a, uh, a young white male. That's the typical pro- profile for a school shooter. Mm-hmm. But he got his gun legally mm-hmm. because either his dad or his uncle or somebody got him a gun card. Yes. Purchased that firearm. Took him to the... And took him... I don't know if he got trained on how to do yes. it, but uh, I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we hide under that auspice of uh, we're uh, hunting... We're, or we're we're protecting. We need my son to be able to protect the family when I'm not there. All of that just goes out of the window with me. And what I can't really understand is everybody keeps saying the laws are going to be what they are until it happens to a Republican senator, mm-hmm. his family. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be interested in changing the laws. Mm-hmm. We're here at Ground Zero. We see the carnage that, that occurs when they don't listen to us. But I guess for There's me... There's no place for these fires. Yeah, but, and you're absolutely right. And it's no place, especially in the schools, because we kind of got sidetracked. But since we're on this topic, I think at the end of the day, we have mass shootings every day in, yes. in Chicago. Mass shootings are so common that our kids have become so numb mm-hmm. that it's, every, it's an everyday occurrence for them. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I guess my issue is I agree. the only time our community becoming uproar is when either a police has shot a kid or it's a mass shooting. When we have our kids every day getting shot down like dogs in the street, our babies. We, we used to get upset when it was a child that was shot. Now they don't even get upset they about get upset. that because it's commonplace now. It's, yes. it's common. It's like, you know what? Well, you know what? Little baby got killed. Let's go get a go, GoFundMe page because, the, you know, and it goes on and on and, and on. And a balloon release. And a balloon release. It's, but, it's, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah. again, when you talk about school shootings and guns in the school, you again have to look at who's doing the shooting and how they're not. You look at black schools with metal detectors. Mm-hmm. Those are not the schools that have mass shootings. No. I'm not saying they don't need them, but what I'm saying is it's more so they need them in white schools than black schools. And I hear what you're saying, but even with the mass shootings, really, even with the mass shootings, let's just say a mass shooting take place, and God forbid 20 kids get killed mm-hmm. or whatever number you want to throw out there. We get 45, 50, 60 shootings in one day. All right, exactly. And so it's kind of hard for me to just say, well, you're mass shootings, mass shootings, because to me, a shooting is a shooting. Right. But it becomes a travesty of what's taking place in our community, and nothing is being done about it. The politicians are not doing anything. Oh. Our priests are not doing anything. Um, um, the preachers are not doing anything. So the bottom line is until parents take a hold of our kids, see, that's, that's what's going on. It's our parents. But we have to start parenting again. But again, you have to look at the point of parents feel like they have no, no rights when it comes to their children anymore. So no. that's even at school. That's why teachers, you know, fear. They, they fear the parent. They fear the child. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's just, I mean, a lot of teachers probably would say, I would prefer to have a, a pistol or some type of arm. And it's, it's probably due to what they feel about particular people 
that's in the school. Not mm. that there's a, a shooting or shooter no. going to come in and, and shoot up the school because they're afraid to teach these kids who kind exactly. of get out of pocket with them. Well, I got a question. Why is it an outrage when there's a shooting at a school? When we have multiple shootings All right. on 79th, 63rd, Every 123rd, and it's not a school. That national outcry is not there until it happens in the masses at at that school. And 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 we have a crisis. It is a health crisis. Yes, it is a crisis. Oh, I don't mean to cut you off of that. I want to. I want to continue with that thought. That type of incident is so common mm-hmm. that is not even newsworthy anymore. Absolutely, what happens, has become newsworthy? Yeah. What's the buzzword? Mass shooting. Mass shooting. Mm-hmm. Mass shooting. Well, what's considered a mass shooting? Only Four because, more people? Yes. No, but only because... What is it? What is a mass because shooting? Because of the community that it takes place in. Because it happens every day in the black community. Exactly. It's not a big deal. What's really scary is what, what's really going on. I didn't realize how scared the black community has become, mm-hmm. especially when you're asking people to report a crime or did you see anything, they rather raise down the shade and turn mm-hmm. their head when babies have been killed and they know who probably is doing the shooting. It's scary. We're, we're being scary held. Part. We're being held hostage. That's a scary part. It, you walk out your door, it's like, well, yeah. look to the left, look to the right. And they know behind. who did it. Okay. They but, know who did it. But, thinking about that fear. Thinking about that fear, and we asked a question about uh, how you feel about guns in school. How do you feel about guns in homes? That's what they should well, say. But absolutely, and you Locked. need to have one. And I, and, and I honestly can only say this out of the deepest warmth of my heart. If you're not responsible enough to have a gun, you should not have a gun. Well, we already know irresponsible people are going to have guns. That's a gimme. That's a gimme. So that's nothing we can do about that part just yet. Okay. But how do you feel about those guns being in people's homes, your neighbors, the people who live above you, beside you, behind you, in front of you, people that own guns, whether they're responsible or not, how do you feel about that? You know what? Anytime you have a home invasion, I mean, think about it. You're in your own house watching a movie. And here comes some strangers kicking your door with a weapon in their hand, getting ready to harm you or rob you. So you believe in it? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. But again, uh, we're at the point that guns are so frequent and so everywhere now till it's like, like you said, going to the grocery store and you got a brother or sister and you see a gun on their hip. And they're not a law enforcement officer or anything. And it, it, I'm a brother from the streets mm-hmm. that was blessed to get my life turned around. And my thing is this. When you are not trained to have a gun, when you get a gun in your hand and you're not trained, your mentality totally changes. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I have control absolutely. over if I want to do something, I can do it. You have that mentality. I wish you would, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's things that you would avoid if you didn't have this gun that you wouldn't avoid with this gun. But if you flip it over, you know, and, I, and I'm not even gonna get deep into this, I'm just gonna try to make it really quick or just touch mm-hmm. bases. <clears throat> I do thank God for guns, you know, because I was placed in a situation, went to my car, somebody sitting in it. What if I had been an unassuming teacher um, a parent who's trying to just go make a living, 
and you open up your car door and somebody's in your car. The only thing that saved my life was me having a weapon in my hand. Because I, whenever I walk out the house, I walk out with a gun in my hand, my weapon. Because we was trained to do that. And to open up the car and find somebody sitting in it, you have no idea the fear. And I'm, I'm trained. The fear that overtook me. What if I didn't have that? I would have to fight my, for my life. Because this person was not playing and neither was I. So with that being said, I, I thank God. But you can fight, though. Come on, man. Yeah, but you, yeah, know what? you can. I you sure can. You know but the mean. bottom line is, I think you know, I, y'all well, you, can you call it ghetto type of, you know what? <laughs> I, lay, I can lay some paws, but I'm yes, glad I had, I'm glad I had that gun. Mm. I'm glad I had that gun. Uh, you heard me. And what you're not going to do is tag team me today. No, we're not tag team. <laughs> but we're just mm. saying that we know you're, that you're no one to play with. Um, whenever. Okay. Everybody has that in them. Everybody. Yes, I don't care do. who you are. But some Five are fl- more vicious than others. Well, when you he get was probably talking. scared once you got in the car. I said, oh, shit. <laughs> car. I mean you probably was upset because he wasn't cute, neither. Uh, <laughs> you all are some sick men. <laughs> Over 70. <laughs> anyway. But yeah. in, in actuality, it is very, very scary looking at the world today. Everybody that comes home should have a sigh of relief and say, thank you, God, I made it home safe. Because no matter if you are trained or what have you, anything can happen now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything. I mean, stray bullets or whatever. And the sad thing is that it, no matter who it is, we get upset for a week or two, but that's it. No, you know what? I guess it depends on who you are, what you've seen. I'm just, just let me... Mm -hmm. When I become, well, I don't want to use the word upset, but things, it weighs heavy on my heart. I guess it depends on the things that we've seen, that we've seen being in, in the profession that we've been in. And I promise you, a lot of things never really leave your psyche. It, it's like a bad movie goes on and on and yes. on and on to the point you ask yourself, wow, you begin to second guess. And the last thing you want to do is second guess yourself on any decision you have to make in your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm serious when I say that. So, well, how about the decision to when you see something wrong in the community to actually do something about it? Well, I'm gonna tell you. I live. I, I don't want to say in the hood, but my my area is not that good, and I'm not gonna move because I've been there for many many years, mm-hmm. and so I'm that type of person. Even if, because I wasn't always in law enforcement, I was a clinical therapist. Whenever I saw something, I always tried to fix it. You're not just gonna stand out and just deal dope but things are different now because the young people they don't they're not afraid of you nope. they will wait on you to come outside and hit you in the head actually or, uh they don't hit you in the head right, no because they all you. got guns exactly, exactly. So, pookie ray ray and yeah. dog they all out there and they got guns and yeah. people see them with guns yeah. but why don't they get to stand there all day and deal because that dope? people are, I, I told you i when i say the black community is afraid especially the seniors but mm. You got middle-aged people afraid of these kids. People are afraid to report crime, and I get it. Why? You know what? Because everybody wants to live. And these kids are not afraid of us. They're not afraid of anything. Is it it because uh, when I came on the job, it was okay to lay hands. But right now, everybody records, and they paint their own narrative. And, you know... I'm afraid right now to not do something, but that's me. What stops me is the fact that I have children, and they may have to pay the price for me 
standing up against the guy standing on the corner. Mm-hmm. And that's you, know, I go, you know, I go deal with him mm-hmm. and I deal with whatever gang. Now they're coming after my kids. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whoever, you know. Or the, whoever you care about. Yeah. And so, the bottom line, it's, it's scary. So when you just, no matter how you look at it, it's so a catch-22. It? How do you fix it? We need, to, uh, that's what I'm about to say. We, we, we know the problem. It's about the, the, the gun laws have to change. First of all, gun laws have to change. Because gun laws are so lax in some states that it's ridiculous. I mean, you all you have to be is 18 without a, a criminal background. Well, but do you think? But do but you really think it's just? Here. But you think it's just the gun laws? It's it's deeper than that. Gun it, laws. First of all, me, go ahead. Let me tell you who gun laws. Gun laws. Any kind of law against guns, for guns, or whatever. You know who that affects? The lawful gun owner. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. That's the only. The lawful that's gun the only people that it affects. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, well, you can change that. You by said earlier, hammering them. You, yeah. Well, there was a time when possession of a firearm, UUW, yeah. unlawful use of a weapon, was a felony. It's mm-hmm. not a felony anymore mm-hmm. unless there's other circumstances. Unless right. you're like already a felon, or unless you're doing yes. right, that kind of thing. So they're getting a little bit more lax with that particular part. Yes. But you said earlier you don't believe in concealed carry permits. I truly believe in it completely. I believe citizens should arm themselves. No, that's wrong. Citizens should arm themselves because the police will not be there in time to protect you. They will not be there. You know, yeah, it's good to have a good law enforcement uh, um, agency in your community, wherever that may be. The police are there for a specific purpose. But when that crime is going down, how often is that officer or an officer oh, in oh, the area come on. to intervene to protect you at that point? You have to do Protect yourself I by get any that. means necessary. Protect your family. Protect your house. I get all that. Protect your property. But let me say this. I get all that. As a law enforcement officer, now I arrive on the scene. Now I got to decide who lawfully has a gun and who does not. That's where the training comes in. Well, here, here's the thing. I do a traffic stop. I pull a car over. And... There's a gun in the car or, you know, I haven't done this in a while. Maybe when you run the plate, the dispatcher comes back and he tells you that that is a concealed carry permit holder. holder. Mm -hmm. All right. But there's four people in the car. All right. I don't have enough time to react to everybody in the car. I just don't. Now, we here in the law enforcement community know that the gun battle is won with who has the draw, who has that, that first drop. I, I think we're kind of going into two separate directions. I'm not talking about the person who has ill intent with the weapon, the right. criminal, the criminal element. I'm talking about your average Joe, exactly. your average citizen who should be able to, to protect themselves. You drive into your garage, somebody comes in there after yeah. you. Exactly. What should you do? Call the police? When are they going to get there? Okay. If they get there. I agree. If they get there. And and my thing about this is that, okay, you you have you you have a concealed carry. I don't care if you're in the grocery store and you have your concealed carry and something jumps off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, A shooting starts or whatever, or somebody tries to rob you. The problem is that a lot of concealed carry people don't understand that. Once you shoot that person, now it's a whole nother narrative whole you have to narrative. deal with. And here's what's scary. Whole new if you have Great a conce- point. Right. If you have a concealed to carry, first, I don't even know if you're the bad guy. See, and it is, you're absolutely right. It I becomes 
an etchy situation is sketchy. But I think what he's saying is for your home to protect your right to protect your home. Well, just well, let I, me finish. To protect your home. It becomes a different narrative when you're out in the grocery store with a gun. I can walk in and I may be off duty. I don't know. You from Adam. And a shooting jumps off. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to determine whether or not you are concealed or carry. Right. What happens now is, doggone it, I have to make this decision on, do I take you down? Because I don't know who you are. Exactly. I ain't got time. You got to, are you a and concealed that's carry? What, that's yeah. what's so messed up is because yeah. law enforcement feel like, to me, that they're at, at any certain point that they can take the matters into their own hand and you be judge and jury of who See, now you change it is. what you're doing now you take this into no, a different direction I'm, yeah. I'm bringing no, here. Let, no. let me let me bring it back into right. focus i want to i want to bring this back into focus i'm not talking about from the law enforcement right oh, wait wait i'm not talking about from the law enforcement officer's point of view i don't know who's the good guy and who's right. the bad guy i want to put it all to if i am a concealed carry permit holder you, mm -hmm. you better hope that i am trained well enough to let there you know you that go. i have a weapon i had a weapon or if I'm involved in the incident, I know what to do from then on. Mm -hmm. So it goes with training. This is why Illinois was the very last state mm. in the union to allow concealed carry. Mm -hmm. Illinois is considered what's called a shall issue mm -hmm. permit state. In other words, if there is nothing that's found in your background or your mental history that will preclude you from having a weapon, the state shall issue. Mm -hmm. But now we're at the point where it's a may issue because law enforcement has the ability now to say, you know what, I think this person is a danger to community. Uh, there's, there's nothing really in their background, but this is what they've been involved in, this, 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 and this. And then the state concealed carry commission will actually make the decision on whether to issue that permit or not. But what I'm getting at is, let's just assume that the concealed carry permit holder has been through the training has has continued to learn that doctrine and knows very well what to do if stopped by a law enforcement officer sir i have a weapon in the car i'm a concealed carry permit holder which you should know before you get to that window yes. mm -hmm. you should know that that's mm -hmm. information if your dispatch hasn't told you that then they're not doing their job because you run their plate you run their name is going to come back as a concealed carry permit holder you should be uh you, you should know that if i'm involved in an incident mm -hmm. i know should i should put that weapon away put it back where mm -hmm. it was and let you know that i am not the bad person my hands are in the air hands, where you yeah. can see I agree with there are you. certain things that has to be done so that you are not confused when you arrive on the scene that is what i'm talking about the police will not protect you when you are getting robbed sure in your garage. If you sure are getting robbed walking out of the you're grocery right. store, if you're getting robbed mm -hmm. putting putting the gifts around Christmas time yeah. in your trunk, you're you have to be right. able to protect, protect yourself. yourself. I agree with you. And if you do it legally, yes, you can survive. But you talked about a whole different world after you pull that trigger. Once you shoot that person. Yep. Now, it, it is a whole different world. Even Life though changes. you may have been protecting yourself, you may have been in the mm -hmm. right, you may have done everything the same way that you're supposed to, but you're still not protected from civil litigation. You're there right. you go. And that's when it comes, that's the catch-22. it all up. And, and that thing about it, when you hit the nail on the head when you said a lot of concealed carry people don't understand they need insurance. Yeah. Because yeah. when that happens, in this insurance, you're covered, you get a lawyer, you get a certain things happen after a shooting. Mm -hmm. But when you go to classes, they give you just a smidget of what you 
-hmm. They don't give you anything. That I mean, just a smidget of if you get pulled over and you have this weapon and so forth. And, and, and it, it's scary. And I'm going to let me say this. And this is just my opinion, but I'm just going to say it anyway. You can be a concealed to carry, but I promise you, if you get into a shooting, it changes if you're black. Oh yeah, definitely. The rule, definitely. Everything goes out the window. What Take if, a light. What if the person you shot is black? Well, now <laughs> you you, you you run the risk of of retaliation. It depends now, on who that now, person now, was. No, John, 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 John John has been a terror for the longest. Oh yeah, he's well, been no. a terror. But you took him out. Mm -hmm. His family is mad at you now. Mm -hmm. So now he he you know his family is coming at you. Right. It's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. It's gonna happen. We're not gonna protect you. Mm -hmm. We don't have the manpower to protect you. Exactly. Just know that you took out somebody that was a terror in the neighborhood. We mm -hmm. get that. But that terror in the neighborhood, he wasn't the only terror in that family. Right. They coming at you. Mm -hmm. They are. Yeah, but the point and I'm that, making that, is that stops a lot of good people from doing from doing the right, the right thing. thing in their neighborhood. Okay, BK, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Come on with it. Let's just say that the skies have opened up and you were just graced with whatever political position that you want. Alderman of the 21st Ward. As alderman of the 21st Ward. Yes. And you have, if you have gun violence and gun issues in your community, what are you gonna do about it? Well, that's, a, that's, that's an easy thing. That's an easy fix. First of all, I'm gonna demand more from city leadership. I'm gonna do some type of partnership with the churches. I'm gonna talk to the block clubs. I'm gonna insist that everybody get involved. Mm -hmm. All right, that's number one. Number, number two, we're gonna address every neighborhood separately. There is no blanket for everywhere. North of 99th Street, south of 99th Street is totally different. We're gonna get our park districts involved. We're gonna to talk to our schools. We're gonna find out who's in school, who's not in school, where our problems areas are. We're gonna we're gonna find our hot spots. We're gonna address every aspect of this. Every aspect. There will be no, nothing unturned. We have to address it address it as a crisis. In which it is. We're gonna. Tap in the ATF, find out who are gun, legal gun owners in the area. We're going to find out who has been buying multiple guns. We're going to address straw buyers. All of that plays a part in wreaking havoc in the community. Is it simple? Is it easy? No, it's not. Can it be done? Yes. Will it be done? Yes. It is a problem. There's a reason there are no gun shops in the city of Chicago. There are gun shops all around Chicago. Namely, one, there's Chuck's Gun Shop in Riverdale. We have gun shops all on the outskirts of Chicago. Mm -hmm. There are people who have purchased multiple guns that have a short time to crime in their recovery. We're, all gonna, we're gonna use our partners, ATF, DEA. We're gonna use our partners in solving these crimes. I would like, I, I really would like to either get a television channel or, or some type of publication that will put out those that are wanted and it will come on a loop or a reel. Those that are wanted, it will be plastered all over the community. 
because crimes cannot be solved without community involvement. Police go home. They don't live necessarily where they work. The community has to solve these crimes. That, that, I mean, that's the way in which I would approach it. I would, I would use my, our partners, our schools, uh, churches, businesses, everybody, because everybody's affected when crime is committed. But how do you get the, I guess my question to you, BK, is how would you get, because you named a, a plethora of people that you would get involved. Mm -hmm. So how would you get the parents involved? The single mothers who have kids that's weep, weaking havoc, because that's what reality is. Well, that's where the schools come involved. Mm -hmm. The schools have their attendance records. The schools have their disciplinary records. And uh, I don't know if you recall when we were in school, there were tons of parent conferences. And because the laws are what they are and what you can and cannot do with juveniles, parents, and we had this conversation before about accountability, uh, you have to get them more involved and make them know that they're more responsible for what their kids are doing. And... Uh, but it's not like that today. Isn't it? Well, when we were growing up, if you got in trouble for a uh, truancy or either curfew, if you did it so many times, your parents was fined, when some of them even got some days in they jail. They did away with truant officers. No, if I'm your just, kid was missing, a truant officer went to your home. Mm -hmm. They did away with that. A lot of the old stuff need to come back. But what I'm saying is, back then, parents were held more accountable for what their kids' actions were. And it's like, the, the, it needs to be more now than it ever was because we weren't anywhere Agreed. close to Agreed. bad as these kids are today. <laughs> and you sit back and they want to do everything over a computer, want to Zoom. They don't even bring the parents in. The parents don't even know what the classroom with the child's desk, what's in the desk, what's in the locker, or in their bedroom, <clears throat> for a matter of fact. And so we, we kind of tapped on that. No, we did. Well, yeah, we tapped on the exact thing that you're saying. We tapped on it last week in regards to parents should know what kids are bringing inside the home. But they don't care. That's the bottom line. Because, see, when I was growing up, my mother went through our rooms. Yes. She went through the drawers. She went through everything. Drawers. Drawers. Remember, we call that a health and wellness check. <laughs> that's what it was. She can't go to the it's because she, back. She, she searched the room. That's, but, that's, that's but the point. You have to remember when we grew up. That was our parents' house. That wasn't our house. Right. Right. And she explained that to you. Don't. F I wish you would slam my refrigerator one more yeah. time. Right. Right. You understand me? Right. Cl slam my door. That's you not understand your food. That's not your food. You're going to eat. Them well, clothes on you, yeah. that's my clothes. That's right. right. You know what I'm saying? And today is a whole different narrative. And then today, you have to remember, parents don't want to get old. Parents today are they want to be friend. It. They, they not just yeah. being a friend, yeah. but they want to kick it the same way. A grandmother at sixty-seven when we were growing up was a grandmother. Right. The grandmother at sixty-seven a day got a tattoo on her chest. She didn't did a reap. And she forty-three. <laughs> no, grandma no. forty-three. Even if she was well, she great grandmama now, still kicking it. Great still grandmama kicking. still kicking it. She yeah. didn't did a reverse Morgan ball breast and backside. You understand me? You're right. Because she don't want to get <laughs> old. You're right. You're right, though. You're you know what I'm saying? Absolutely right. So, so, the, so the, gra the, grandma, the grandmama with the with grandmama that's 43 that got the 37-year-old boyfriend, he'll even kick it with the 67-year-old grandmama because right. she look like she rocking with her. That place right. with her. And, 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 and all the time. 
the kid is left with nobody to be held no, no accountable. Nobody's right. pouring into. Right. See, our grandparents poured into sure us. Did. They gave us common sense. You know what I'm saying? They let you know if you hurt, you're supposed to cry. These kids today don't have that. Mental illness is at the top of our thing, and nobody talks about that. And it's real. Yeah. You have parents is. that's mental, that was raised by mental, that was raised by mental, and none of them ever got help. It's just a circle. Vicious circle. So, um, wow. I want to, two subjects I actually want to touch. I want to go back a little bit. Um, when you were talking about what you would do for the community, what I would like to see you do is the way our justice system is set up, there has to be an eyewitness to a crime, right? Someone has right. to witness it. It's not always a police officer, but there has to be a witness. Mm -hmm. I would like to see where a witness is more protected. Mm -hmm. Because you, if you are charged with a crime, you have a right to confront your accusers. Correct. If I'm the witness against your crime, you have a right to know who I am. Now, if you're a serious bad guy, and you got bad guy buddies, mm -hmm. guess what I'm not going to do? You're not going to be, you're not coming forth. I'm not coming forth. I'm yeah. not going to call. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to close my curtains. Yeah. I'm going to pretend like it didn't happen because okay. I don't want you and your buddies okay. coming after me and my people. Right. So I would like to see more people being protected as witnesses to certain crimes or whatever kind of crimes or anything like that. So they will come forward. Mm -hmm. they, because these things that happens out on our streets, Somebody knows who did it and somebody saw Absolutely, who did it. Yeah, and yeah. they probably got good video because everybody's on video. That's yeah. what's put in place to to put in place of that actual witness mm -hmm. is the video. That's what all the video is all about. Now, one of the things I would love to see done, every doorbell in the city of Chicago paid for by the city of Chicago but they have to sign an agreement that we can use that actual video footage. Mm -hmm. That in itself, we don't need you now. We have that video. So if we can come up with a, a grant program or whatever where Ring or, or these other video uh, programs will come up and say, yes, we will donate thousands of doorbells where these people can put on, the, on, on, on their homes if a crime is committed, we can pull that footage. Yeah, that's that. That's I would agree excellent. with that. Now what? I no longer need you. Okay, but Mr. what? Are, what are the cameras on? Uh, what are the cameras for? That's already out there on the street lights and poles. Well, well uh, I've not those heard camera, one those blanket. cameras. Those cameras are supposedly strategically placed mm -hmm. in hot spots to catch capture crime. However. When the cameras on the corner of, of 111th and Halsted, the crime may occur now on 107th and Green. No, uh, and it, it can happen on 107th. And it can happen on 111th and Halsted, and it's still, there's no relative to, I, I mean, when I'm talking about. But the point you is, I don't need an eyewitness. The okay, camera I understand be the what you're saying. What I'm saying is this people tend to think the way I'm thinking. You all are different. You all been trained different. Okay. We sit back and we are like, you got this camera and you still ain't catching nobody. See, but you know, so, so now you, I'm telling you the way people are no, no, thinking. No, no, I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying, but with those, we call them the pod cameras. And they are situated, like VK said, in hot spots. So a citizen may call and say, you know what, um, I was robbed right here, right up under this camera. 
I need you to pull it. So you could see that I was being robbed. And solve it. Right. What happens is <laughs> those cameras are really there. And it's, this is no excuse. They're normally pulled for high crimes. Like somebody was shot dead in that area. They are pulled. Those cameras are so um, high tech that I could actually look at the camera that's on that block and zoom that camera and see you sitting at your dining room table eating. They're very high tech and it goes from each direction so many feet. And so they do serve a purpose, but they normally won't pull it unless it's a murder or something um, major. Right. But you know what else with the camera? The camera is what it's not going to do. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> it's not going to say, that was Robert Jones right there Absolutely. shooting that dude it's, it's in the not face gonna say right it. there. It's not gonna, the camera's not gonna, so it still takes a lot of investigation. Absolutely. The another point that mm -hmm. I wanted to come back around to that we kind of got veered off was when you mentioned mental health. Um, why isn't there <coughs> more mental health treatment and mental health treatment centers and things like that? Back when the late 80s and the early 90s, when cocaine, the crack cocaine started to make its way to the streets, mm -hmm. the political platform of that day was let's be what? Tough on crime. Tough on crime, tough on crime. You get one rock, you get 30 years and mm -hmm. all that. And all that. That money that was diverted or never reached the mental health field mm -hmm. always went to the platform of tough on crime. No politician wanted to be seen as soft on crime. That's why you had the war against drugs. This, that's how D.A.R.E. came up, say no to drugs. All of that went to the anti-drug campaign, the anti-drug war. So nothing ever came back to the mental health field. No politician wanted to say, you know, let's not worry about the crime and let's start worrying about mental health. Yeah, it's a big deal now, but it's kind of like 20, 30 years right. too late. You dropped a ball. You know, I'm going to agree on the war on drugs, but there was a big problem with war on drugs because the war on drugs was targeted against blacks. Right. Well, exactly. I'm not advocating for the war right. on drugs. What okay. I'm saying is the no, platform I, of the politician was let's be tough on crime. His not let's that, be those, tough on the, mental my, health. My point is those were the words, let's be tough on crime. When if, if Junior had two rocks, he mm -hmm. had three years, and and uh, Mr. the other fellow with two uh, two kilos got probation. Sure right. did. So there wasn't really a war on drugs. It was a war on Johnny them with with the with crack. No, I understand it. And okay. I don't. I don't want I, us I to. Just, I don't I want us to miss. Clear. No, I don't want us to miss the focus of this. Okay. It's not whether the black man got fifty years for right. a, a rock or whether the white man got probation for the right. same rock. Right. My point is right. that the money did not go to mental, mental health. health services and, okay. that are so right. desperately yeah. needed in underserved black and brown communities. They closed the facilities. And, 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 <clears> but and, this and, is what got me too. Is that. The, when they did these raids and they got all this money these drug dealers had and the cars and everything, and they still didn't take that money and allocate it, just like you said, into what needed to be done, which was mental illness. When they closed Tinley Park and they closed Howard Center and all these different yeah. mental illness, the ones we had where we have abortion clinics That's now. Right used to be mental health place yeah where you could go on 117 i used to go so i don't know uh 117 if you understand me <laughs> but you did as a child you went if you had problems they you went and you had a psychiatrist who yeah. you could talk to yeah, you know right. and now there's nothing 
I've never seen so much mental illness on the streets and people walk past them like it's a, a stop sign. Yeah. You well, know, it's, it's, it's more, more people that need uh, that type of treatment than you're a clinical therapist, mm -hmm. aren't you? Would you consider going back to that? Is there money in that field? It's you know it's not that's a field you have to love that field. It's a calling. It's a calling, and but every now and again I do question. I think God doesn't make mistakes. When I left the clinical field and became a law enforcement person, I started to see a different type of illness. And I'm not trying to be funny for when yourself I say or what just do you for mean? the law enforcement officers. Oh, you know, okay. it's a lot of. I know what you mean. But no, I mean, that's yeah. just that goes back to where you talked about the first topic we talked about teachers having being armed in school. Mm -hmm. Mentally, are they capable? Because a lot of Not people deal with a no. lot of pressure. You, look at the officers now mm -hmm. that are committing suicide. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. pressure out here. Mental illness is at an all time high. Absolutely. And we want to define mental illness as somebody that's walking the street with their hat not calm, this, that, and right. the other. We don't want to talk about the man as a corporate man. Suit. Absolutely. That, yeah. And walking Absolutely. and going home. Absolutely. You understand me? And killing himself and he killing his, his wife. Whole family. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, right. and all yeah. the signs were there, mm -hmm. but nobody wanted to be held accountable and saying, hey, you need to get some mm -hmm. help. But it's like, for instance, the black community is, I think, the number one because we don't, we are scared of seeing therapists. It's you ask the, ask the black woman, I think you need to go get you. Talk to <laughs> see a what happens, right? She'll snap on you like you <laughs> cussed her mama out in front of her mama at her funeral. Well, that goes both ways, though. You know what I'm saying? No, a black man, we, oh. a black man knows he needs, a, he has an issue. A black man, <laughs> but guy, we will just not. You know what, stop. We will not man. take care of it. Exactly. We know. Wait, wait, we just stop, won't do stop, anything stop, about stop. it. Maybe, maybe I'm losing. Maybe what, what, what we know it. So you're saying we know <laughs> we have an issue. Wanna, come on with it. What you're not gonna do? <laughs> what you, what you, that's the show coming up, y'all. You know, See what I, you're not gonna do? Say that the black woman has severe mental issues, <laughs> mild mental issues, but the black. Let me finish. I don't think that's what he's exactly saying. I'm paraphrasing. You saw okay. that TV show this Touched by an Angel. No, this, this is what my he ears heard. Okay. What? No, he, <laughs> he, he, he generalized. He did not He did not say every black woman. Okay, stop woman. for a second. Repeat it. <laughs> Nine out of ten. So I can, wait, stop. <laughs> so I stand, so I, I want to correct myself. Stop. Repeat what it is you said. I said mm -hmm. that black men know no, let's talk to the black this. women, what you said. No, okay, no, no. Okay, we're going back to the Go black women. Go back one. to the beginning. Most black women, I said most, uh -huh. have a problem when you most. call he them. He didn't say some. I'm not going to I say them. most because okay, go on, go on, the, go on the with ones your story. I've come across. Come on, go on with your story. Let me and, sit up. And mm -hmm. if you talk about <laughs> therapy uh -huh. or psychiatrists, mm. you can be like, babe, I think you're going through depression and you need It some, may be menopause. to talk to somebody. That's the, well, then you need to go talk to somebody. You don't have, no, we don't go talk to somebody about menopause. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. okay. You if you are right. doing something erratical and uh, okay. out of order, Get a thing. that's mental illness. So, but wait a minute. Oh so because you're going through menopause, you can put your feet that in was a, a sad you can joke. put your feet in the in the oven and your head in the refrigerator. And you're and doing it's the same okay. thing, but it's okay for a black man to come with his eyes bugged, hair stuck on top of his head. No, he's, he's, been smoked. He's, he's mentally ill too. He's mental. So, I just told you. But that. what I'm saying is this you have many black men who have mental issues. More men and than black. women because they're Absolutely. raised by single black women that had issues and brought people around them that had issues. You know, I think um, mental illness. We need a commercial break. Though. I think mental illness. 
that is a whole topic by itself. Absolutely. And we're going to reserve that for another, for another show because we are reaching our limit here. Because Nessie getting crazy over And there. I think Yo, we are you know, Of course, there's black women crazy. This, no. <laughs> no. This, this, is, this is where we're going to leave the show. Anybody. We're going to okay. pick that up on another show. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to thank you, internationally known comedian thank BLT. Thank you, my brother, for having me. Nezzy Nez, I want to thank you for joining us All here. All right, Queen. And Bernard B.K. Kelly, future alderman. Future alderman. Thank you, sir. With the fisherman's socks With the fisherman's socks on, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Let it be and known, y'all. Thank you And all. them shorts, baby. Them knees is on. Y'all go to Tubi. Watch Roseland. You know what? Yeah. <laughs>